Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, from KQED Public Radio, this is Political Breakdown. I'm Marisa Lagos, reporting on politics around here at KQED. Politics? What's that? I'm Scott Schaefer, KQED's senior politics editor. Today on The Breakdown, the final interview in our series with San Francisco mayoral candidates. Today, the one and only Angela Aliotto. Angela is a civil rights attorney, a former city supervisor, the daughter of San Francisco Mayor Joe Alioto. I think she has 10 grandkids. No. Which is impressive. No? We'll find out. Five. 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 This is her fourth run for mayor. Yep. And she also calls herself the heart of San Francisco. She I'm says sure. Third. Third? She says third. All right. We'll, all right, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. But first, what are we going to talk about first? Well, I think we have to start in Sacramento. Uh, Assemblywoman Christina Garcia, who has been kind of on ice for several months as she has investigated, the first woman investigated for sexual harassment allegations. Part of the Me Too movement for and a while. Yeah, she she was. And then she got accused of, of groping a former staffer. She was mostly cleared today um, on Thursday of... Of the sexual harassment allegations, she was found to have used vulgar language, used staff to run errands, disparaged members, and the speaker took her off for committee assignments. Um, Issued a statement. And I have to say, though, that if every legislator who ever used vulgar language well, yeah, uh, was suspended from all the committees, uh, they wouldn't have a quorum, I think, for most committee hearings. True. I mean, to me, the bigger thing here, this has become this very nasty episode. She represents Bell Gardens down in L.A., a low-income area. She's been very up front, uh, not just on the Me Too stuff, but around climate change and and that stuff. Um, and this has been a very bizarre last few months as she was investigated. It took a very long time, months. Um, there's a lot of questions, not just around this investigation, but around the process generally. Um, and now she's facing a very tough re-election because some of the political foes she had made have seized on this and they've got the money building trades yeah and have really been going after her um so i don't know what do you think like do you think that this like does she come back and and get welcomed in the capital I, I don't think that the i know that the short answer to that is no i don't think that uh, it's a very sympathetic situation you know if you're her colleagues plus she told our john sepulveda that she'd referred to the former speaker john perez as a homo not going to endear her with the LGBT caucus, no. among among others. So, no, I don't think she's going to be welcomed back. Uh, well, something weird. A few weeks ago, we saw like the Democratic Party had put twenty five grand or something into her campaign. They said it was around polling, um, but then today, obviously, I said the speaker kind of came out and and had some pretty harsh words for her. But yeah, I do think that the the thing that will continue playing out, whether or not she can keep this seat, is this question of process and are you know after this sort of bombshell of allegations that sort 
sort of dripped out late last year. Do they come up with a process, which the speaker says they're working on, that does feel fair to people on all sides? Yeah, because this was one investigation. There are different law firms that they've got investigating these various things. They've got to figure out one process for both bodies, and I think they're going to try to do that. Let's transition quickly to uh, a little meeting at the White House yesterday with uh, the president, Donald Trump, and some local officials, about 20 Republicans from around California. Uh, The DA from Lassen County was there, the uh, the sheriff from Fresno, mayors from towns like Los Alamitos, and they were there to talk about sanctuary state. What do they all have in common, Scott? Well, they all don't like the sanctuary state law, and they were there to uh, get briefed by the attorney general and the president and uh, others in the administration. Clearly, they are thinking this is a good issue for them in the upcoming midterm elections, and they might be right in some of those districts down in Orange County, maybe San Diego. Uh, You know, that said, um, this is not an issue that's going to help the Republicans statewide, And, and I'm not saying that's what they're trying to do here. They're really, with Kevin McCarthy in that meeting, clearly they want to hold on to the majority in the House. Right. And uh, they think I mean, this is their ticket to that. Like, let's call a spade a spade. This was political theater. I mean, yeah. you don't have a, a meeting and then Facebook Live it if, you, if you're if <laughs> you trying to get to something here. Yeah. Um, so I think that this was an opportunity, right, for, for a lot of these local officials who have come out and either passed ordinances or announced that they, to, to oppose Sanctuary City or announced that they're joining lawsuits against the state with the Trump administration. It's sort of the resistance to the resistance. Yeah. I mean, the president, I, I thought, was interesting to watch. Uh, he did not... <laughs> not a good listener. <laughs> no, he seemed more interested in what he wanted to say. And, you know, and I and I think he gave the left, who is supporting these policies, some, some openings because he said some really sort of out there things about these people are animals and, you know, like very attacking of immigrants. He was referring to the MS-13 gang members, but I think if you weren't paying super close attention, it, it, it could be conflated with all immigrants or all people crossing the border. And, uh, you know, that could be a problem. You know, that said, this is this issue of sanctuary city, sanctuary state. It is not like DACA or the Dreamers, where there's great support bipartisan support for those kids or opposition to the wall which is very you know that that's a clear uh loser for the president but this one's a little more a little more nuanced it's more split down the middle it is and i i would say i've covered this issue for a long time some of that is because of misunderstandings of what it is some of it is because of i think like you're saying the political expediency on both sides of using this um and i know that we want to talk to angela Alioto about this we do we do and we will shortly i do think that it's it's tricky though for the democrats in that uh, d- ex- because it's so complicated, right. ex- it's much easier to say what the Republicans are saying than it is to explain what the policy is and what the d- exceptions right. are. And all those. Well, the things. animal comment was in response to the Fresno sheriff saying, "If there's an MS-13 member I know is a member in my jail and I can't deport them, and I mean, I, I would also ask, well, why wouldn't you prosecute that person if they're sitting in jail for a crime and they're a gang member? That seems like, you know, so it, it is it, it, it is a complicated issue and one that I think, I mean, to me, what's more interesting as a political reporter are the politics, you know, seeing Jerry Brown, who, as you noted in some of your reporting, really worked hard to carve out exceptions to this because he, he had concerns with, yeah. with some of these things uh, to say, you know, state prisons aren't part of the sanctuary policy. So a right. prisoner who's an undocumented immigrant would get turned over to ICE. Uh, but he um, has really, over the last several months, engaged Trump more, I would say. 
say. And the the tone of his comments have become very different. And so there was a little uh, Brown, well, you know, he Brown was attacked by Trump and he hit back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary the extent to which a president of the United States is going after a state and trying to divide the people in the state and use it as a foil to win elections, not just in California, but perhaps in other parts of the country. It's, and to uh, go after a governor who, by California standards, has actually been fairly moderate on some of some All things. the nuance gets lost. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we it's should time. move on. It's yeah. time. Um, coming up next, we will be joined by San Francisco mayoral candidate Alianja, Angela Aliota. Uh, you are listening to Political Breakdown from KQED Public Radio. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And welcome back to Political Breakdown. I'm Scott Schaefer, along with Marisa Lagos, and here with us in the studio, Angela Alioto. She is a San Francisco native, the mother of four kids, a successful civil rights lawyer, and she's running for mayor of San Francisco, a job her father, Joe Eliotto, had in the 19, late 60s and mid up to the mid-70s. Oh, the 70s. Yeah. The 70s. So 77. Yeah. Welcome to Political Breakdown. Thank you all very much. It's fun to be here. It's fun. And, you know, I got to say, we've done, uh, you know, almost five, six months of shows. And researching your story, I mean, you have such a remarkable life story. It's actually <laughs> right. just been fun getting right. ready for this. <laughs> what were you, uh, we know we, we, we know you're born here. We, yeah, we Third developed generation. this first question. Third we generation. always say, well, where were you born? We know where you were born, but what, you were the, you were one, the only girl in a family with, right. with, with five boys, right? Right, right. I, I'm number five. So, uh, so uh, anyone would ask me, what are my brother's names? I go, Lawrence, Joe, John, Tom, Mike. <laughs> like it's all one <laughs> like name. Like it's all one name. <laughs> what was it like five. being the only girl? I, I was the spoiled, apple of my dad's eye. Totally spoiled. Totally spoiled. Um, and also, I was extremely competitive in every sport. I could beat them all, whether it was... The only thing I didn't play with my brothers was uh, golf. What sports did you play? Uh, basketball. Uh, basketball? Oh, absolutely. I was captain of the basketball team at the Common of the Sacred Heart. Uh, very competitive. What position did you play? I was captain. I was front. So, uh, you know, I'm little. <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> but you're fast. No, but I got a great hook shot. Great hook <laughs> shot. You know, it's, it's fun. But, um, uh, Bozy, uh, what was that kid's name that used to run up the middle of the uh, court? It was like five foot tall. Uh, no idea. Muggsy Bowles. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost great. on me. So your dad didn't become mayor until you were already married and out of the house, I believe. Right. Or, yeah. No, 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 no. Dad became mayor when I was uh, 17. 
Okay. But you I, got did, married I did get married at 18, yeah. 18 and had right. my daughter at 19 and wow. a son at 21 and a son at 23 and a son at 24. Wow. So I have four kids within five and a half years. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, tell us, I mean, I want to know, though, like, what it was like at the time you grew up in San Francisco. It sounds like you guys had a house here. You were in Los Gatos in the summers. Right. You went to Italy. Right. But, like, what was the city like as a well, kid? I didn't go to Italy until uh, I was 15 years old. Okay. So we would live in, you know, we were in Los Gatos during the summers and during the winters. You know, all my brothers went to St. Vincent to Paul and then to SI. I went to the Common of the Sacred Heart. I was separated out when it comes to uh, to education because he wanted the madams of the Sacred Heart to keep an eye on me. How'd my, that go? My dad. Oh, I was always sneaking out. Um, you know, I was always getting in trouble. My mom and dad went to Europe, and I was spending. Um, uh, I was sleeping at the convent of the Sacred Heart. We heard you know, we were doing some research on you, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and we Uh-oh. heard that you were, I think, suspended. From Sacred Heart for for quote unquote staring, staring. at the nuns. Yeah, what does yeah. that even mean? Like just looking at yeah, them? Yeah, I, uh, I have no idea. But um, they actually called my father in Europe on that, and we, his response, that was when he was in Europe. Yeah, when they were in Europe, <laughs> and his response was, "What? Why don't you just stare back? What is the problem?" <laughs> so it sounds yeah. like he knew how to deal with you. Oh yeah. Oh, he absolutely knew how to deal with me and anybody who would you know um, criticize me or try to suspend me from school or you know. And what about d- your mom? My mom was from Big D, from Dallas, Texas, and so it was. Uh, it was. It was very different. Uh, um, mom and dad. Like I'll never forget when I when I was a kid, my dad got me a car. I'd been driving since I was twelve. Okay, he used to drive around and around and around Presidio Terrace. What my were you dad talked about that yeah. as a kid in San Francisco too. They would just steal the cars like at age twelve. No, no, I was putting the car in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was three hours later. So my impression was your mom was not thrilled with your dad being in public life. She was, hated it. She hated it. Oh no, she hated it. Scott, he wasn't home anymore. I hated it. Uh, he wasn't home anymore. We would have dinner at 6 o'clock every night, all my brothers and mom and dad, and uh, dad was gone. Once he became mayor of San Francisco, he was gone. And then he was running for governor. And then he ran for governor in 74, and I was on that campaign, so I got more involved politically on that campaign. Um, I got involved in his campaigns, but, I, you know, you have to remember, tumultuous years. We had yeah. Zebra, SLA, Patty Hearst, Inu, the uh, Candy Bummers. No, Jonestown was, was later. That was okay. later. That was later. But Candy Bummers blew off the front of our home. Uh, they would put bombs in the um, seized candy um, boxes. So my mother was totally disenchanted. And... So we, you know, in doing the research before yep. you came today, we we came across, and I didn't. I've lived in the city thirty-seven years. I did not know your mom went missing for eighteen oh, during the days. famous. Famous. Yeah, I, yeah, I, famous. I, we found the old Chronicle articles. Did, it was crazy. Aren't those gorgeous photographs of her? Oh yeah, at that press conference in that black dress with the turquoise necklace. Yeah, that the, the, the yeah. They call it Navajo turquoise necklace. Yeah, turquoise Navajo. Oh, so she, she loved just, that. She joy. just took off. I mean, what happened? She, what happened was he was running for mayor, and we'd all flown down to Fresno, and we were in these little planes. And just, mayor or governor? Excuse me, governor. Yeah. And we all flown down to Fresno, and mom didn't like the little planes. Neither did I, because once dad's two bodyguards got in the plane, it was tipping already. So, um, you know, not places we wanted to go. And so we go down. We do this whole thing for his dinner. And Joe Campanella was his uh, uh, chairperson, as was um, Angelina Jolie's father. That's why she's named Angelina after my mother. Hmm. Um, uh, what's John his name? Voight? John Voight. Yeah. Right, right, right. They were the co-chairs for the state of California with Frank's, Frankie Sinatra Jr. <laughs> so we go to this big gala. We go to this big gala, right? And Dad forgets to introduce Mom. So she gets up to go to the bathroom and doesn't return. Wow. Yeah. For 18 days. Oh, it wasn't funny, though. We all well, thought yeah, she was Well, yeah, what did dead. you think? It was terrible. Because this was during, like, the zebra killings and other... It was terrible. Like you said... 
you know, yeah. the bombing. And I have to admit there was one scene that makes me laugh every so often. Dad and I uh, spent one afternoon going through all the plastic surgeons in the state of California. <laughs> Now, nobody knows that. I love that you remember nobody. what she wore to the press conference. Oh, of then. course. I'll never forget her walking in the room, and neither could the press. They were oh, aghast. They would go, whoa. My mother was beautiful, and she had very blonde hair, and she had on this long black outfit with the Navajo <laughs> squash <laughs> squash uh, turquoise. And, I mean, you know, movie time. What did oh, you gosh. learn from your dad about politics? Um, I think I learned so much from my dad uh, um, that's integrated both in life and politics and law. In law, um, when I'm doing my closing argument, sometimes I feel like he's channeling right. Him. It's very weird, very very weird. But it, as he far was as, a lawyer before. Oh, he's a very famous politics. civil um, uh, antitrust uh, lawyer. Right. The Clayton Act created some of the antitrust laws in the state of California and and federally. Um, but uh, I learned a lot about coalition building, coalition building, coalition building. That's what we're missing. We don't have coalitions today. Uh, and and uh, he was great at that. His model cities program, bring it back. Bring model cities back with my homeless program and solve so many problems. Your dad was, I mean, he was a great personality. He right. was a glad hander. He was, you know, he lit up a room. Did he, was that just a natural thing that you've inherited from him? Because, you know, you're, you you cut a quite a big swath when you walk in as well. Well, I'm little. He was big. <laughs> he was big. But dad was extremely charismatic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he lit up uh, any room he went into. Well, I mean, plus, we, you know, at home we would call him Bouncing Joe. He couldn't walk down the stairs. And neither can my son Joe. They have to run down the stairs, right? So there's something to that aura of, you know, charisma and energy. I certainly have my father's energy. He didn't want you to go into politics, though, did he? He did. Oh, he wanted you to. I didn't. You, well, I oh, thought, okay. I thought it was the other way around. We were no. reading old clips saying he didn't, first he didn't support the campaign for supervisor the first time, but then he came around. No, no, no. Okay. I'm the one that I Fake news. No, fake news. <laughs> I couldn't, I'm going to tell you guys the truth because this is kind of a fun program versus all the kind of stilted, you know, what? why are you running for <laughs> How are you going to solve homelessness? In one minute. We'll, we'll you get, got one we'll get, minute to we'll answer that We'll give you one question. minute at the end to answer oh that. Oh, my okay. God. Oh, my God. I kept flunking the California bar exam. We, I kept flunking Six times, it. I think? Oh, five, I would never five. say, I would never say how many. I have no idea how many. It was six. You know what boggles my mind is, th- is that I kept going back. Because well, why did you go back? Because I'm so persistent. That's one thing about me. I'm so I'm running for mayor again. I know. You know I'm so persistent, and um, like if I if I don't win a, a trial, I will go to the Supreme Court of the United States um, uh, because I'm a believer. And being a believer, you know, you just you put all your energy and passion into it. So finally, I said, you know, what the heck? Dad wanted me to meet with the Chamber of Commerce, which is kind of ironic today. Uh, and so he had a party at his house for the, with the Chamber of Commerce. And then that December, I passed the bar. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Finally. <laughs> I passed the bar. But I ran for office uh, in 86 and lost and uh, came back in 82 with a very strong showing of number two. 88. No, it wasn't 88. Did it, what did I just say? 82. 82. No. 80, no, my God, 82. No, uh, 88. Yeah. So you, but so did you not practice law until later then? No. Okay. I never practiced law until I left City Hall. Until 97 well, when you practice, started your firm. as in I'm a trial lawyer. There are very, right. you know, only 5% of lawyers are trial lawyers. It's no joke when you say practicing. Got to say, no. I'm sorry, got to say for our listeners who are just joining us, yes. we're talking to Angela Alioto, who you. is running for mayor of San Francisco, right? served on the San Francisco Board of Soups as well. And uh, let's talk about the mayor's race. Okay. Um, 
Do we have to? Because this it's, this is so fun to talk well, about. I gotta ask you, we got to ask you about the sanctuary city stuff because you helped write the original law back in the eighty nine. I think eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Right. I had the hearings in eighty nine. Passed it in ninety one. Amended it in ninety four to uh, to exclude felons. And so now it comes out that you are going to circulate a petition to collect right. signatures to put right. it on the ballot to get rid of it. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. Sanctuary city. I'm a sanctuary city. I wrote the law. So what do you? What exactly are you going to do? I'm uh, Campos and Avalos in twenty former supervisors, right? In 2013 and 2016, um, uh, added felons, added dangerous felons to the protection of the sanctuary law. I, you know, that was to me. They came to me. Uh, da- uh, David Campos came to me. We were to, with Bob Pritikin, and he wanted my support. And I said, absolutely not. The sanctuary law is almost precious when it comes to uh, sheltering and protecting families and sheltering and pe- protecting hardworking people. I'm not going to let you add. Uh, I would not support you putting back in felons. So you, so you well, just you want know, to take that part out. So I'm taking know, out dangerous felons. And you know why they did that, though, right? Because Obama, under Obama, they started this program where ICE was sort of going into jails and... Uh, working more close. I mean, things that hadn't happened before. So, are you are you proposing that people who are convicted of felonies or just accused of felonies? No, no, no. You can't be accused. You have to have due process. So, uh, after you've had due process, if you've been convicted or if you're being booked and they find out you have have convictions, then then um, SFPD or uh, um, sheriff. No, yeah, or the sheriff or the uh, pub, what do you call it? The DA can um, um, so let INS why know. do this in, in this <clears throat> campaign? It seems like, as we talked about broadly, there are some split opinions about this. But in San Francisco, this has been a pretty popular policy. Um, do you know how many people have absolutely no idea that felons are included in the sanctuary law? It isn't popular um, with felons in it. People have no idea. If you can see the law, postings we, and the letters. But we heard you were on, on Fox News this week with right. uh, Tucker Carlson, and you made it sound like the city is proactively protecting uh, you know, people who have done crimes, serious crimes against kids. I mean, are you are you concerned that you are being used by either Fox News or the Trump agenda? I mean, it's it sounds very much like that. <laughs> Scott, I got to tell you, nobody uses me, which is why I get so much opposition in running for mayor. You know, as well as anybody, I'm my own person. I'm independent. Nobody uses me. I have been talking about this on the campaign trail for five five months at almost, I would say, every other debate, the sanctuary law having felons in it, but I have been on this since 2016, since it was amended and included domestic violence, okay? It, it got, it, it's so not what the spirit of it was when we created it in 91, after hearing, after hearing, when all those poor people were, um, were uh, the SFPD called the INS at the time, and got them deported, and we had all their children in the Mission District to care for. It was horrible. It was a heartbreaker. That's why I created the law. I did not create the law to to shelter felons, dangerous, serious felons. I think we can move on, but I do, I just I, I I'm curious because I think what I've heard covering this story are concerns from people that yeah somebody gets picked up on uh, a charge, whatever it is. Now they go to jail. Maybe they had a criminal history in their past, and then they're deported and, and separated from their family. Well, there no there's no maybe. If they had a former uh, dangerous felon uh, felony. They get. Uh, it's not that they get deported, because who says that the uh, INS or ICE does their job? Um, it's that they get uh, the SFPD or the or the uh, sheriff's department tells I, uh, um, ICE that they're 
that they're undocumented if they have prior dangerous felonies. I want to ask about your sort of platform as you're running for mayor. Um, You seem to be hearkening back to a time when there was less crime. Uh, You say that the city is losing its soul. Right. Uh, You're worried about the changes in the city. And, you know, I'm wondering, what does that mean exactly? Because sometimes it seems like you want to go back to the 50s. 50s. I wasn't not the 50s. I don't know the 50s. <laughs> I only I only know the 50s from uh, Lucille Ball. Okay, <laughs> give me a break. 50s. Well, and also though, I like we were reading some of these old clips of the years when you ran against Agnes for mayor. Some of the same issues were being talked about then, right? Everything Homelessness, streets. Is the it's same. like there's nothing new under Everything the sun here. Everything is the same. And Art was a very, very good friend of mine. That was one of the toughest things I ever did, and it was because of the closure of Mount Zion Crisis Clinic, which is the exact same issue we have today. We do not have a 24-hour crisis clinic for people who panic at 4 o'clock in the morning. We still don't have it. That was a phenomenal program with pro bono doctors from UCSF for $143,000. So I need to Jeez. say, of course, I worked for Agnos. Well, I know that put that out there, right? I remember and, the 91. And I love Art Agnos. It's been very painful for me for, for many years. But And running against but, him, we ended up with Frank Jordan, former police chief. Did you have any regrets about that? I did not endorse Jordan in the runoff. But he got elected. He got elected. Do I have regrets? No. Absolutely not. You know, what? here's the problem. People get into office and they totally change. I campaigned for art, literally. I got We got all sorts of support um, behind art because, of course, he, he was an assemblyman. He was from Boston, and not a lot of people knew him. Dad and I literally, especially my dad, Your dad uh, were all over town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my meeting at, uh, at uh, Amrico's on Broadway. I'll never forget it. Um, but having said that, um, do I regret it? No. See, I really am such so passionate about San Francisco that um, what's good for San Francisco is good for me. Where do you, given that, and I mean, we talked about sanctuary, but you know, you were ahead of your time on a lot of other things right. that are now commonplace the smoking ban, right. medical marijuana, the right. needle exchange that we're still you know, talking about today. now. Right. Um, where do you see yourself on the political spectrum? Well, that's really funny you should say that because for my entire career, I've been called a raving liberal. Now um, I'm being called uh, uh, a fascist and a Nazi. <laughs> and at, at these and Which political is discourse and that, is great here. That's been really disappointing to me. I'm shocked at the way elected officials, I'm shocked at that press conference they had Tuesday. All of those elect, elected officials from the DA to the mayor of the city to the supervisors standing on iconic stairs where Martin Luther King stood. Where where John Kennedy stood, iconic stairs, um, denouncing me. <laughs> it's like over a sanctuary. I was like, yes, position. like what is what is going on here? Um, it was totally crazy. And then hearing these names. So at the debate, I, I have said many times, would you stop calling me left, right? Call me a San Franciscan. Just flat out. Have call you me gotten a more conservative? Have you? Do you think you've gotten more? Conservative? I think that I've gotten um, uh, more conservative than I was in the early. Uh, um, 90s on law enforcement issues, not on social issues. And the police endorsed you. And the police, but the police have always endorsed me, Scott. They've always endorsed me. So I've gotten more um, law enforcement in my, I, I, I have to admit, I guess it's four kids, five grandchildren. I'm the only candidate in this uh, uh, running for office that has children. Um, huh, I think I that makes a big that. difference because um, I think of things like, you know, everybody's uh, upset about the Warriors. I said, hey, hold the phone. The San Francisco Warriors were San Francisco Warriors before they were Golden State. It's fantastic. We have the Warriors. You have to remember kids after school need sports. Sports are essential. And that's the children's budget that I bifurcated when I was uh, board president. But my point is, it, I am I 
I do not like being called a Nazi and a fascist, and I'm uh, a little, I'm not outraged. I feel sorry um, for them that they would think that without calling me. I've known these people 30 years. So we've gotten really serious here, but I but do want to get know. serious. I do want to know. Let's I go mean, back we, to my we mother. We have a couple of minutes. Yeah, right. Angelina, man. <laughs> Angelina, what a she trip. was. Yeah, <laughs> we could do a whole show on her. But I do want to know, like you said, you have four kids, five grandkids. Yeah. You still you have a very successful law. For, we haven't even talked about her law practice. Right. I mean, you you won some insane judgments insane. in your first Verdicts. few years. Um, what do you do for fun? Do you ever not work? my horse? Your horse. After 44 years. Can you years, explain what that yeah, means? Yeah, talk After about that. After 44 years, I bought a beautiful um, uh, Arabian stallion. Hmm. And I. Did you bring it tonight? I didn't. <laughs> you didn't He's actually <laughs> really upset with me. I haven't seen him in a, in a while. His name is Om El Salman. But I had videos put in, so I know what he's doing. I check on him three or four times Where a day. Where is he? He's in Sonoma. Okay. What does that name mean? Om El Salman. Uh, Om El means mother of. So you can say mother of, uh, of Saudi Arabia or mother of Egypt. Om El Arab. Om El uh, mother of. So it's mother of Salman. Hmm. Om El is in front of the first name of all of the Arabic names from the breeding stable. He comes from one of the most breeding stables in the world. So do you ride him? You go riding around um, Sonoma? I, I started riding him until I started running for mayor because he's very, very spirited. We did ha- I did have him gelded. It would have been impossible otherwise. But um, I started riding in December, and then this happened. No, then it ruined your life. It didn't ruin my life. This has been an experience anybody could write about. And as my father always said, running for mayor of San Francisco is like a four-year liberal arts education. And it is. And it is. But it's a different San Francisco. This is a different mayor. You worried about the city? I'm very worried about the city. Uh, All yes. right, I think we have to leave. We got to wrap it up. Time oh, flies. No, so I know. Do this for hours. We'll, we'll, we'll have you back when you're mayor. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of Political Breakdown. And for more elections coverage, please check out KQED's brand new elections page with profiles of our governor candidates. That's at kqed.org/elections. And hey, how about a special shout out today yeah. to the stations around the state who are now airing Political Breakdown, including. KZYX in Mendocino, KAZU on the Central Coast. And don't forget KVCR in San Bernardino, where my husband's from, and Riverside, and KBUU in Malibu. I think we need a roadshow. Roadshow. Malibu first? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Katie Orr is our Sacramento reporter. Our producer is Guy Marzarati. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Ethan Lindsay is our managing editor. Holly Kernan is our vice president of news. You're Scott Schaefer. Oh, yeah. I'm, I always screw that part up. I'm Scott Schaefer. <laughs> Follow I, me at Twitter. I'm at Scott Schaefer. I'm Marisa Lagos. You can find me at M Lagos. That's a wrap for this week's political breakdown from KQED. We will hopefully see you next time. Ciao. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. 
special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.